Welcome to the Unburden Your Business podcast, where you come to get all the tips, tricks, tactics, and tools that are going to help you get your business from being a burden to unburdened. I am here, your host, Cassidy Arbelli, and every week we have three episodes that come out Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, all based on one topic in bite-sized workshop-style episodes that are 10 to 15 minutes long to help you get motivated, inspired, and give you information that help you take action so that you can be better today than you were yesterday. If it's your first time here, I'm so happy to have you. And if you love this episode, please make sure that you share and review and subscribe. Now let's dive into this week's episodes. Continuing our conversation this week about sales, today I'm going to talk a little bit about some of the truths about sales and maybe even some myths that we might all be telling ourselves. So to begin, I want you to understand this very simple concept that sometimes is difficult for us to accept or maybe even comprehend on a daily basis, but It truly is all a numbers game. And you've probably heard that before. But at the end of the day, it's a ratio of between how many people can you get in front of? How many people can you pitch to or give a proposal to or quote or um, do a sales call with? And how many of those are buying, need follow-up, are you closing or becoming basically dead leads or prospects? So that numbers game of going through that process of first step, second step, third step, how many of these people can you get in front of and have them go through this process of your sales and convert them to a paying buying customer? Again, it's a numbers game. So if you can ensure that you get 100 calls done, and from 100 calls, you know, 20 people are going to answer. And out of 20 people, 10 people are going to be interested in finding out more about your products. And out of 10 people, you're able to get three people to convert to a sale. Well, then there's your number. You know that if you call 100 people, that you're going to be able to hopefully convert about 3% of those calls on a regular basis. It may not be calls, it could be appointments, it could be simple as door knocking. It could be how many people walk into a store. It could be um, how many other ways that you may have some marketing that goes out right low. So like it all starts with beginning in the awareness phase of getting people aware of what it is that you are selling. And from that awareness, how does that funnel continue down and funnel out the people that are not interested in only bringing out at the bottom of that funnel those who are and that are willing to pay money and buy your product or service. The thing is, is that the people that are most successful in sales are not usually the ones that are the most intelligent and the most incredible salespeople. What makes them successful is that they stay consistent at following up and gaining more business opportunities. They understand that it's a numbers game. They understand the process. They understand that you have to continuously do the activities that are going to generate your closing ratio to increase 
And by doing that, you've got to have a process. You've got to do the follow-up. Now, if you are a competitive person, you are probably going to do well in sales. So if you were in any kind of sports in high school or any kind of team or did any um, competitive type of events and you were like the super crazy competitive one, that was me, you probably will do better in sales because it will be difficult for you to see other people doing well or maybe even better than you. And that's going to be a huge motivating factor for you to push yourself to do those activities even when it's hard. And I love having friendly competition in our businesses and creating some amazing prizes and some amazing rewards, but also creating that environment that it's okay to be somewhat competitive and to maybe to your own horn sometimes or have a way. I know, gosh, with our sales team, we've done things where like they ring a bell so everybody knows that they're doing sales. Um, We just have like a scoreboard up sometimes, like just different things that you can do to kind of have that fun competitive environment really does help a sales team and also helps those competitive people push and get sales done. The only way to really scale your growth in your business is to create a sales team. And sales teams can be very difficult to manage, but I have found that if you can really find out what is important to your team members, your employees, when I say team, I mean your employees but I love to call them team and team members. But when you can find out what things they want in their life, what is important to them, what things do they want to accomplish, at the end of the day, you're going to use that information to help motivate them to play the numbers game and do the tasks that they're supposed to that's going to help them close more business. And what I mean by that is if you find out that one of your team members has been dying to buy their first house, or maybe they are drowning in debt and just dream of the day they get to pay that last bill or credit card off, and you can say, okay, well, let's let's make a plan. How much money do you need to put down in the house? How much income do you have to make to get approved? Um, or how much debt do you have? What are, you know, the different amounts? How can we start paying that off? And letting them know, look, you know what? You hit these sales goals, I'll bonus you here. If you do this, I'll help you put some money down in your house. And what happens is they shift their mind from thinking like, oh, I got to make another sales call to thinking, no, I'm doing this because I have a dream to buy my first home. And I we've even gotten to the point of making vision boards and putting the things they tell me that are important for them to accomplish in their life in front of them as they're working every single day. And what happens is, is they realize that picking up the phone and making this call or um, following up with the email or texting somebody or showing up for a sales meeting or meeting some new people and networking all equates to them getting closer to that first home or them getting closer to being debt-free. And it's really important to understand that at the end of the day, most of the things we want in our life, we need to have money to be able to do. 
the super important things in life like family and love and health. Obviously, you can't buy with money, but for the rest of the things, you need money. It is just the way of the world. And a lot of the things you want to accomplish are going to need to take money to get there. And so you end up correlating the activities and the things you have to do with getting some things on your list accomplished and goals for working really hard. And they'll work hard for you and your business and their advancement in their careers or at their jobs by default. Here's some more things when it comes to truths about sales. If your prospect doesn't feel the value, then you're always going to be expensive. Because the thought of something being expensive is all relative to the perception of who it is on the other end that is buying this service or product. And when somebody sees something valuable, they're going to put value towards that. And the dollar amount or the amount of money it's going to cost them is relative in cheap to expensive for what that value is bringing to them. There's many times where I think things are expensive or I think things are on the cheap end that other people I know don't agree with me, right? Or they think differently. And it's all because it's based on their perceived value. So it's so important for you to push the value and connect it to what people say they need and what their pain points are so that you can continue to make that sale and increase your closing ratio. You have to work on attaching the benefits of what that product or service provides to give them that perceived value. So you've probably heard the idea of not sharing features, but actually talking about benefits. So for example, um, let's say you're selling a minivan to a mom, right? You're not going to talk about how the car has um, automatic opening doors, for example. I don't even know if that's a thing. I'm pretty sure that's a thing, kind of, like the mom can shut the doors on the minivan. But let's just say, right? So you're not going to be like, oh, look, here, there's some doors that you can open and close from the front driver's seat. You're going to talk about how having this feature is now going to benefit this mom because she's going to be able to drop her kids off five minutes earlier than she does every day and five minutes times 30 days a month is going to compound to this much time she has again for herself. That is a feature that when someone sells it to me in that way, I'm like, sold that value five minutes to a busy mom is everything, right? So you can see the difference between just being like, yeah, and it's got this really cool feature. It can be opened and closed from the driver's seat. You don't have to worry about your kids finally shutting the doors. Like how many times are you stuck yelling at your kid out the window like, yo, kid, come back, shut the door, right? Or you having to get out of the car and having to shut the door so you can drive off. Okay, obviously this happens to me often. I'm sure it does to you too. But that just gives you an idea that when you're talking about sales, you really have to push the benefit. And the thing is, is it's got to be customer focused. So if you have a mom that comes in and you can say, okay, I know some of the things that moms struggle with. This is how I can make this more customer focused. And it can be as simple as also asking, like, what do we need to do to make this sale? What are you looking for? How can we show up to provide the service you desire? When is the last time someone asked you that? 
when is the last time somebody asked you these questions? Probably not in a long time or ever. So remember, it's about their needs and wants, not yours. And if you follow through and close sales, then you will fail at, sorry, if you can't follow through, if you cannot follow through with follow-up and all those activities to close these sales, then you're going to fail at making money in sales. And if you're a business owner, I highly recommend that you get confident in selling, even if you aren't the one actively doing so in the beginning. Learn and understand that everything you do in your business at the end of the day is about selling. We have to sell our products or services somehow in order to bring revenue into our business. Now, This doesn't mean that everybody walking by is a qualified prospect. So another truth is that not everybody needs to be your client. Not everybody should be qualified to work with you. You need to spend your time on the people that are in the right position and ready to buy if they see the value. Make sure you have a system to filter out anyone who isn't qualified. Trust me, the time that you will waste will cost you so much more than the money that you think you're going to make by trying to go after every one. Your product and service is not always going to be for everyone. There is no product or service in the entire world that is for everyone. And you need to understand who your target audience and who you should be marketing to and who are those qualified prospects that you want to work with and how to filter them out so that you focus and pinpoint right on top of them. That's where you should be spending your time in your sales. If you plan on making a successful career in sales, then you must ensure that you never, that you're never giving information that you can't back up with facts. This is going to make you shoot yourself in the foot so much. If you try to give out information that you cannot back up with facts, you're going to try to backpedal through some of these conversations and you'll probably have already lost the sale and you'll be working way too hard to get out of that conversation or that uncomfortable, awkward situation Then you need to be spending when you could be spending that time closing somebody else's sale. In fact, one of my business's core values is called confidence or we say confidence. But at the end of the day, the way we define that core value is don't fuck the client. Simple as that. We look out for them and we believe that we need to make sure that we put in, that we put them in the best position because they did business with us. So one of our core values is literally don't fuck the client. We need to make sure that we're giving them only the most honest, reliable, factual information so they can make educated decisions based on what we give them. And lastly, If you don't get over the fear of taking someone else's money for your product or your service, someone else will. So I'm going to say that again in case you didn't get it. If you don't get over the fear of taking someone else's money for your product or service, somebody else will. There is no reason that it shouldn't be you, especially if you believe in your product and believe in your service and believe the transformational results that it's going to give somebody. You should be easily selling what you have to offer. Are you totally digging these episodes? Well, I really hope that you are and that you find true value. I want to thank you for coming to hang out and tuning in to another episode. 
If you've loved this episode, then don't forget to share it with your family, friends, business besties, and anyone who would love you for introducing them to it. I would be honored if you took a moment to leave an honest five-star review. It would help validate that my work is resonating and keep me going. I love making new friends, so please come hang out with me at Unburden Your Business on all social platforms.